0: Okay, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I am here with my sweet friend, Emmy, and she's going to talk to us about being Miss Mississippi and her year as a state title holder, her prep for Miss America, all the things. So Emmy, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Absolutely. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I think this is an amazing resource for girls that are interested in pageantry and beyond that. My name is Emmy Perkins. Like she mentioned, I'm 22 years old and I'm from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I grew up as with a love for all things arts and theater and singing. And so I really attribute that to my draw to pageantry, that and wanting to pay for my college tuition. I went to Mississippi State University and I majored in public relations with a minor in music and right before my senior year of college, I won Miss Mississippi. So I was Miss Mississippi 2022, got to travel the entire state, got to visit every single county in the state of Mississippi, which was life-changing. I had an incredible year. And then I came back to Startville, Mississippi, finished my degree in public relations with the minor in music, and then randomly one day was approached about being involved with NIL, which is Name, Image, and Likeness for athletes. And I got a job offer working in, in fundraising and donations and kind of working in media with the different athletes on campus. And so now I work full time for what's called the Bulldog Initiative, doing that, which is amazing. And I'm also currently getting my master's in sports management online from the University of Florida, thanks to Miss America scholarship dollars. So that was my me in a nutshell. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You're like the picture perfect Miss
0: America success story. Oh, yes. 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 And your masters all paid for all the
1: things. It a lot for me. My parents are very thankful. (laughs) I bet. I bet. (laughs) Okay. So talk a little bit about what first got you into pageantry. So like I mentioned, I was already always somebody that was a lover of all things arts and music. And I was in the third grade when I discovered my love of the arts and music. And I went to my mom, And I was like, I think I want to try out for the local production of Annie the Musical because my friends were trying out. And she was like, you don't sing. Our family isn't musical. What are you talking about? So they took me to the audition and I made it past the first round, which was a private audition. And then I went to the second audition and it was in front of an entire room of people, parents, friends, volunteers. And I opened my mouth to sing and everybody kind of slowly looked at my mom and goes, what? Like, where did this come from? And she goes, I don't know. Emmy must be adopted because this literally came out of nowhere. And so I found this unique gift that I didn't even know that I had at a young age. And it was incredible because I kind of took it and I ran with it. And so all throughout my years, um, 18 and below, I was very involved in theater, drama, show choir, all the things that you could do music related. I did them. I tried out for the Elvis Presley competition. I went to New York city and took workshops I just love the arts. Um, And then when it was time to go to college, I realized how expensive college was and how pricey things were. And somebody approached me when I was 18 and said, what if you just sign up? And so I remember I was on the homecoming court at Mississippi State on a Saturday night and I ended up driving back to Hattiesburg that night and got home at like 1 a.m. and woke up the next morning, competed in my first ever preliminary, became Miss Hattiesburg and then... From there, the rest was history, and I competed that summer, made top 10. I had no idea what I was doing, never had been in a pageant before, and I was like, wait, I, I think I kind of like this, and I think I'm ready to come back and compete again. I kind of needed that year to see what it was all about, and so then I came back a second year, and lo and behold, never thought this would happen to me, but I won the whole thing, and here I am year or a year later with over $30,000 in scholarship that I've been able to utilize for my education over the last like five years. So incredible.
0: I love it. I love it. That's, that's awesome. Um, So talk about your favorite phase of competition and then tell us a little bit about why that phase is your favorite.
1: My favorite phase of competition is definitely interview. Um, You know, I love the arts. I love to sing. I love music. Music is what my platform was about during my year, but there's something special about getting to tell your story to five people in front of you. And I truly felt like interview was what took me From here to here, from my first year competing to my second one when I won Miss Mississippi, I truly feel like the ability to storytell is the most impactful thing we as humans have to connect with one another. And when you can truly show somebody who you are through a story, it changes the connections between people and it shows people a window into your soul. And so I truly believe the interview is so much fun and such a great way to connect with the people around you, no matter how hard the questions are. And so that was a really fun phase for me. And actually, I've been able to become an interview coach now on the other side, which has been super rewarding. I love working with girls in all different systems on interview and even beyond pageantry and interview is such an essential life skill that you take with you beyond the stage.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, pageants are, I was just talking to Christine. Um, oh, love like, her. Yes. Yeah. We were talking and we were like, it's the reason why I'm able to walk into a room and feel absolutely confident that I'm going to get a job interview because I'll never be as stressed for a job interview, you know, a miss whatever interview because
1: so much more stressful. Oh, I've got like a a pageant, like Bible of all these papers. And like, I went into my first job interview and I was like, Oh, what are we talking about? (laughs) Crazy.
0: Yes. Yes. Me too. Me too. Okay. So talk about what your preparation for Miss America looked like, you know, what did you focus on? Um, Was there anything that you would change if you could go back? All the things.
1: Yeah, so I, you know, Miss America is going on right now. And obviously, we're in entirely different times now than we were the last probably five years. And I feel like Miss America is definitely changing for the better. I think there's a lot of positive changes happening. If I could go back and change anything, I wish that they would have had fitness um, in my Miss America year. But to prepare for Miss America, I really just stay true to me. And that was my goal the entire time. I'd never worked harder for something in my life than I did to get to Miss America. And when my name wasn't called in the 10 at Miss America, I was very upset because of how much I'd poured into everything. But I thought, you know, no matter what happened that week, I left it all on the stage. I left it all in the interview room. And more importantly, I never sacrificed who I was or my beliefs to get to where I wanted to be. And while I was at Miss America, I actually won the $10,000 Jean Bartell Social Impact Award, which was life-changing, and that's what's actually putting me through graduate school right now. But the reason I felt like that was so special for me on my Miss America journey that I'll always look back on was the fact that I got recognized for something that I poured my heart and soul in, and that was the heart and the theme of my year as Miss Mississippi, spreading the joy of music to the people that I impacted and came across. And so to be recognized on a national stage for that was definitely priceless.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I, I remember watching that
1: year and you
0: were, you know, I always do predictions and stuff and you were absolutely my top 10. So I'm still a little bit. But <laughs> well, thank you.
1: Like, I, unfortunately I, you don't get a redo.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But, um, but yeah, you killed it. And yeah, such a, such a big deal, especially, you know, even just an award named after Jean Bartel. She's such an icon and just icon. Such a staple and a Miss America history. And so, yeah, such a cool honor, such a cool honor. <laughs> okay. So what was the most surprising thing about the shift from, you know, you were a local title holder for a couple of years yeah. and you became a state title holder. So talk about the most surprising thing about the shift from local to state or what shocked you the most too.
1: Yeah. So I think number one, it's kind of a lot, you hear a lot of people talk about this, but the fact that, It's a full-time job and not every state is like that, but obviously Mississippi, you are getting cars. I think I went through 11 or 12 cars and you are driving all day, every day, making appearances. This is your life. And it doesn't just stop. It's not just an eight to five is kind of the point there. It's, it's all the time. And so that was definitely a big transition. I don't know if it necessarily was a shock because I kind of knew that that's what Mississippi's responsibilities were. But I think even the even bigger shock for me was the fact that you have to keep your circle small. I think that when you are in a position like Miss Mississippi, there are a lot of people that will have opinions. There's a lot of people that will try to be your friend that weren't your friend before. But more importantly, there are a lot of people that will try to bring you down. And so one of the biggest lessons I learned about myself was the fact that I had to rely on God, my Lord and Savior through the whole thing, and then also to trust the people that were there from the beginning before you even got that sparkly crown and that recognition, because they'll always lead you to where you need to be. And they'll always be that source of encouragement. And so that was a really surprising thing that I learned, but it only made me stronger on the other side, which was amazing.
0: Yeah, I love that. And you you mentioned earlier, you talked about visiting every county in Mississippi, and that is one of the things that I really look up to you for, because- Um I mean that's just such a, a great accomplishment to visit literally all 82 counties and see every corner of Mississippi is is so huge. So talk a little bit about your CSI and what yeah. you were doing in all those counties when you were visiting them.
1: Absolutely. So Music is Medicine brings music and the arts to hospitals, nursing homes and schools across the Mississippi and beyond. I did some work nationally as well. But basically I, this idea in my heart sparked of visiting all 82 counties. Thanks to one of my former interview coaches, Heather Sumlin from Texas. She was my initial, Hey, what if you did this? And I was like, wait, what if I did And everything Heather's ever suggested that I do, I kind of just run with it. Like she's the reason I wrote an original song. I'm like, she comes up with the craziest ideas, but they're (laughs) always cool. Yeah. She's amazing. She's so creative. So she gave me this idea before I won Miss Mississippi and When I won that crown, I woke up the next day, my business manager was like, let's make this happen. And I was like, absolutely. And so as a lover of the arts, I knew how it had transformed my love of education, my love of school. And I knew how much the students in Mississippi who are so often impoverished and neglected needed some form of positivity and an outlet in their lives. And so traveling the state was the most eye-opening thing that I've ever done in my life. I truly was impacted by all of the students that I met. And I would take these music programs to their schools and we would shake maracas. We would do social emotional learning with music in the classroom to kind of help them get in touch with their emotion. And there's a lot of things that go into music is medicine, my platform, but I think the most important or the most impactful way that I can share with you about what it is and what it did for people and still does is through a story. So I remember I was in a classroom one time and we were shaking maracas doing my program. And this little boy goes, this has been the best day of my life. And everybody kind of laughed like, oh, my gosh, like, you're so cute. Like kids say stuff like that all the time. Well, then his teacher came up to me after the program and said, you know, he really meant what he said. He's the kid that goes home with the backpack of peanut butter and jelly on a Friday in order to make it to Monday. Um, You know, you never know what these kids are going through and you never know what impact somebody like you or leaders in the community may have on these kids, because these kids don't see figures like local title holders or Miss Mississippis or Miss America. And I always say the phrase, how will they know that that's possible for them if they don't see that representation? And so that's kind of a long winded answer. And there's a lot to the program. Um, I also impacted the elderly and all age groups and different I worked with different fundraising groups on getting music therapy into hospitals. But really, the schools were my main focus during my year. And it took up a lot of my time to go to all 82 of those counties. I love it. I love it. That, yeah, that's that's huge. Absolutely.
0: Um, so what was your favorite appearance? We talked about, you know, your school programs. What was your favorite appearance as Miss, Miss Mississippi during your year?
1: Oh, my gosh. So there are so many random things that I got to do. I think I loved singing the national anthem at the largest wiener dog race in the world, which was just so random, but so cool. Um, I also remember this one time it was like the first week I was crowned Miss Mississippi school or a couple weeks later and school had just gotten back in session and I go give a school presentation and the gas prices were really high. And this kid raises his hand in the back of an au- the auditorium and goes, Hey, Miss Mississippi, do you think you could lower the gas prices? And I just will always remember that thinking, oh my gosh, people really do think I make a big influence, but my gosh, I can't even begin to count the amount of amazing experiences I had. And I think that one unique thing about my class of Miss America sisters is that we got extremely close. I think I've taken like eight trips with them so far to all different parts of the country. And I've got three weddings coming up for my Miss America sisters, which is incredible. And it just is a testament to these girls truly being sisters. It was a really a sisterhood. And I thought to myself, how do I know these people better than some people I've known my entire life? And so how do I choose my favorite memory? I went off on a tangent on that, but
0: <laughs> I, love I love it. I just had um, Miss Mississippi Teen USA Claire on. Oh, I love her. I was, yeah. We were talking about that same thing we're, she was like, I like, it's weird. Cause I was like, Oh, I love y'all to these people that I just met. But yes. we're talking, and we think that it's because it's like a trauma bond because you're so yes. you're in like one of the most stressful times of your life. You're yes. you know feeling all these different emotions yes. and a very like compact amount of time. So that's that's what we came to the bottom we of. We all
1: we all blame it on being in Connecticut when it was like negative ten degrees, snowing, and being locked in a casino for nine days and like not seeing the sunlight. We're like, it'll make you go crazy. <laughs> Literally. Literally. (laughs) Literally. But I would have rather been inside with the heat anyway. (laughs) Mississippi girl.
0: That's fair. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what was the most difficult thing about your year as Miss Mississippi?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I think finding, sometimes finding the encouragement to keep going. I think there's always days in every career and the one I'm in now and the one or in school even that you go, you know, what am I in this for? You know, I don't feel like going today. And There were days that I woke up and felt that way when I was Miss Mississippi, whether it was that I was tired or, you know, often it was because of other people's opinions kind of dragging me down. But you have to remind yourself, who are you doing it for? It's not about you. It's not about the recognition. It's not about the crown and sash. The crown and sash are just a vessel to be a light in the community. And I I got the best advice one time when somebody said, remember, remember, It's probably their first time to see Miss Mississippi. And so every time I met someone and I felt that way, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's their first time to meet Miss Mississippi. Let's make it a magical one, because that brand is something that can easily be tarnished. And you've got to really be careful with it because it's a valuable and historical thing that can change people's lives.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We were talking about earlier, it's, you know, Miss America week. So what was the most surprising thing about your experience at Miss America?
1: Oh goodness. I don't think Miss America was anything like what I watched growing up as a child, which I wasn't a huge Miss America fan growing up and didn't really pay attention to it, but I do remember it coming on TV. And so this was a lot different. And obviously Miss America has been in the midst of a lot of change and so I don't think I expected it to be so not pageanty, if that makes sense. When I competed, and so now I feel like we're bringing back that glamour. They're bringing back the aspect of pageantry that America loves to watch and sits on the edge of their seat to, you know, experience. And so I was very surprised by that when I competed. I kind of knew it going into it, but I was still surprised when I competed. But it was still. I always remind myself. God put me at the right place at the time he wanted me to be there. And so I always tell my Miss America sisters, you know, if we wouldn't have gone through Miss America when we did, we wouldn't have met each other. And that's the magical part about all of it. So I would never take that back. And I think it's interesting how Miss America has evolved. And I think it'll be interesting to see what happens to the brand moving forward. And I'm excited about the positive changes they're making.
0: Me too. Me too. It's been so much fun to watch Uh, speak and see it like kind of almost reminiscent of like it's crazy. Um, early, it's like
1: overnight, you know, yeah. it's overnight things yeah. change. And Obviously there's always kinks to work out in every organization that changes, but it definitely seeing these girls hit the stage is definitely encouraging for the future.
0: Yeah. It's a really strong year. It's been super fun to watch. So fun. Um, okay. Final question. If you could give one piece of advice to a first year title holder, what would it be?
1: Oh my gosh. That's like the hardest question ever. Um, let's see. I think that the best advice that I kind of hang on to every single day, I was on Family Feud, and this is so random, with Steve Harvey. And ever since he told me this, I was Miss Mississippi when I filmed, but ever since he told me this statement, it's been on my heart every single day. And he said, success is a very uncomfortable thing to attempt. So whether you've done a pageant before, whether you've never stepped on stage, if you're changing and challenging yourself and growing as a human, you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to be scared. Um, you're going to be scared every single time you step on that stage, every time you walk in the interview room, but you have to let that fear be a driving factor of, you know, this is what's making me a stronger Emmy Perkins or this is what's making me a stronger pageant competitor or a stronger friend. I mean, it, it just applies to life and, um, you know, using that story that is uniquely yours that nobody else has and harnessing that as your superpower and, there's this other thing that Steve Harvey said today. I listen to him every single day. And he said, you can't have a testimony without a test in life. So every what's meant for you is not going to pass you by. And everything that happens to you is preparing you for the next great moment.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah. Success is uncomfortable. And
1: that's yes, something- it's very like, scary.
0: Yeah. That's something that I've been kind of like playing with this year yeah. and trying to like push myself into. So now whenever people, you know, ask me about, pageants and you know like the future like what I want to do. I have like I have made it a point to force myself to say I want to be Miss America because yes. people are always like, uh like they don't really know what to do with that. Because you know what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. But just honestly like speaking it into existence is so helpful and it's just a good reminder to myself, you know, that um, you know, I'm committing and all these people yeah. I've told. So yeah. I can't back down now because these people yeah. are all expecting that from me. And you know, not expecting it, but Um, you know, they're going to hold me accountable. So I I love that advice.
1: And the thing I love about this organization and just pageantry in general and the skills that it teaches you is the fact that you will be able to use these skills, regardless of if you are Miss America, if you are Miss state, or if you are a local title holder, that's what I love about this is the way that it builds girls up. And that's what I talk about in my interview sessions is, you know, regardless of whether you do what you want to do at the competition, because those are five different people's opinions of you and, and, you know, it could change on any given day. You are going to walk away with more than you could have ever imagined, whether that be friends, new sisters, volunteers that you meet, skills you gain for life, connections for your next job down the road. I don't believe I would have gotten the job I have now without being Miss Mississippi. So just really remember that, stick with it and know that your story is uniquely yours.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. Great wisdom. Well, thank you so much, Emmy, for coming on and chatting with me and, you know, telling us a little bit about your year and your experience as Miss Mississippi and at Miss America. I so appreciate you coming on. This was so fun. Thank you so much. Of course. And I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode.
1: Bye y'all.